Hey folks, Andrew Packer here. Welcome to Trading Tips. We're continuing our series on Warren Buffett. In the previous video, we talked about some of his earlier strategies when he was younger, when he was working off a very deep value method and taking advantage of market inefficiencies that, for the most part, don't exist today. However, there were two periods during the Buffett partnership years that I think are very interesting and sort of lead us toward the modern Warren Buffett. The first occurred in the mid-60s when a company called American Express fell into some trouble over a scandal with some warehouses uh, and like some salad oil, so it's called the salad oil scandal. Buffett ended up putting 40% of his partner's money into shares of American Express under the rationale that it had this great business with traveler's checks and that core business wasn't really being affected by this kind of the side deal that had ended up going awry. Also in the 1960s, Buffett ended up putting a lot of money into some entertainment conglomerates, namely Disney, taking advantage of the pricing at the time where he was calculating that he could buy the entire company for five times the value of the rides at Disneyland. So we see kind of early on from his partnership a willingness to make very large and very concentrated bets. And this is what separates a lot of successful investors from just ones that do okay or may even beat the market over time, but they also just run such a big and unwieldy portfolio that they're not really not maximizing kind of the value of the capital that they have under their disposal. So one of the biggest advantages that Warren Buffett had after ending his partnership and just putting everything into shares of Berkshire Hathaway, where he had most of his wealth, is the fact that Berkshire was able to buy entire businesses. And I think this is really the turning point. It's not so much the fact that he was just running a concentrated portfolio at Berkshire still or anything like that. One of the first things he did after acquiring his ownership stake in Berkshire was buying some insurance companies. And by buying insurance companies, he was able to take advantage of a few different things. One is the fact that insurance is regulated to essentially be profitable. And as long as you are writing policies relatively conservatively and you're not going out on a limb just to write as many policies as possible and make money in the short term, you can make a lot of money as an insurer, but also do it in a safe way. But the other advantage of these insurance companies is that as your insurance premiums come in, you might not have to pay them out for years at a time or even ever. Like if you've never been in a car accident, the car insurance company that you've been paying premiums to for decades, they make out like a bandit on you because you're being a good motorist and not getting in an accident. So this concept of having a pool of money that isn't necessarily yours, but that you can control for potentially years of time is the real power behind Berkshire Hathaway. And this idea is called float. And using float, Buffett has been able to diversify into a number of different companies. And the fact of the matter is, he just came out with his 2019, uh, the annual meetings coming up, and he was talking about how he's no longer necessarily looking at terms of the book value of the company of Berkshire, but he's actually looking at it in terms of all of the operating companies. Because as a result of this float, he was able to buy a lot of different companies right away. And now there's over 100 companies that are just completely and fully owned within the Berkshire Hathaway conglomerate. Now, a lot of investors also look at just the portfolio of his stocks and what he's doing here and there and things like that. But about 85% of the company's true value comes from these wholly owned subsidiaries. So when we look at Berkshire Hathaway as a holding company, it's actually a business model that goes back to the 1960s called a conglomerate. The premise behind a conglomerate is that a basket of different companies is actually a fantastic and economically efficient thing to do because if the economy is good for one area but lousy in another, they'll tend to average out. And these fluctuations can allow a company to have some pretty decent and consistent earnings over time. Now, 
This model, for the most part, died out at the end of the 1960s. So what's really made Berkshire different is the fact that as Buffett acquires these companies that he fully and completely owns, he's still allowing the uh, older owners of the companies who wanted to sell out to select their own management and figure out how to run the companies from there. It's this hands-off policy that's really made it the success that it is. And as these companies earn money, they can just throw it right back into the, the pool afloat, which as of the most recent quarter was over $100 billion in cash and short-term treasuries. So this gives us an idea of what makes the investment successful and what makes Buffett different. It's the fact that your holding period of time can easily be infinite if you're just owning the company entirely outright. And there are also a number of companies in the Berkshire stock portfolio where he owns a significant percentage stake. Companies like uh, Coca-Cola, KO, the aforementioned American Express, AXP, a lot of the bank stocks. So he was buying Wells Fargo, uh, WFC back in the, the 1990s, just owning large percentages of just these great companies, not worrying too much about you know, where they're going. Uh, dealing with the fact that, yeah, they're occasionally going to have bad quarters here and there, but over time, the returns from these types of companies have been great. Most investors today look at the changes that are going on and they say, hey, he's buying this stock this quarter, I should buy in on it. Those returns aren't necessarily going to be as good as simply just finding great companies, buying and holding them. And if the company is great enough and it's small enough and you can afford to, you buy the entire company and you just tell the management of that company, keep doing what you're doing and just give me your excess cash and I'll reinvest it elsewhere. So this is sort of the secret to the success. It's just creating this perpetuating cycle where cash keeps coming in to be reinvested by someone with a track record of doing so at a market beating rate. And this strategy and this model, most people couldn't do it. Most people wouldn't have the discipline to do it. And that's really what makes Warren Buffett one of the truly greatest investors of all time, if not the greatest. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer wishing you good trading and good financial health.